When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, so, this is Mikey, the thuggish half of the Black Millionaire Marriage Podcast, and this is my episode, indie episode number 74. As you know, these episodes are meant to shed light on who we are outside of our roles as spouses. Uh, marriage consists of not just spouses, but two individuals who choose to come together, hence the name Indy. And we like to take these episodes to honor that individuality. From these episodes, you know which segments you can expect. The first is what had happened was, which is our main topic. Many stories, funny stories, personal anecdotes and thoughts. Really interested in seeing what y'all think about my thoughts today. I'm on my inspirational tip because the last episode was you know, a little sad. The second segment is Q&A, which is exactly what it sounds like. You submitted some questions. I got some from Instagram, Patreon, and email. And I'm just going to answer them here. Going to give some individual feedback and answer any burning questions. And finally, the third segment is, I'll leave you with this, which is our something special at the end. So without wasting your time, let's get into it. Every dimension, give me attention. Look at my soul, look at my heart, look at my hope. Got the world on my back, but I carry it though. Tell him God got my hand, I ain't letting it go. I, I, I came from the side of the ocean. Swim with the best of them, I can't deny I was chosen. Yeah, it's the Miggity Mac, milk in the mic. I don't think I'm giving it back. Living unlimited winners, that's a limited fact. I'm master this, ain't no coming after this. Resurrected from the dead like Lazarus. So, what had happened was, is my wife told me that I inspired her. And this had a bigger effect than I thought. It, it really hit me and it really felt good to hear. I don't think I've ever heard Randy say it the way she said it when she told me. And it actually pushed her towards action. And it got me thinking about what pushes somebody to finally take that leap of faith and do something that they've always wanted to do, something that's been calling them and something that's meant for them. We all get bogged down or held down in something that we got to do because Bills got to get paid. You got to eat. You owe people debt, rent. It's just a part of life. Like we tell ourselves all of these things and it forces us to move in a certain way that sometimes pulls us away from our purpose. For the longest, my wife um has been technically avoiding her calling in the way that she's supposed to. Like Randy writes and she's an amazing writer and not enough people know that. Because, and I, I think she spoke about this on her indie, um, or we spoke about it on a full episode, but not enough people know how amazing writer she is because her writing just isn't out there in a way that it needs to be. Because after hard times hit us, she kind of just fell or collapsed inwards, like, and kept to herself, which I feel like has blocked blessings from others. Uh, Randy's, Randy has always wrote, 
like really great articles. And I always loved the things that she wrote to me, especially when we were growing up, because they inspired me. They actually helped me just in life in general. So it got me thinking about what I want to talk today about, which is, you know, taking a leap ever since like forever. Just my family is, is full of people who who hustle, essentially people who work hard, people who do what they have to do to try to live the best life that they can. And that's just always been what I've seen growing up. Issue with that is that sometimes they don't get to reach the goals that they want to reach. So I caught myself, you know, working really hard, trying to like make so much, you know, make a certain amount of money so that I can take care of some things. I think a lot of people I, I know, and I don't know, it's just a common thing in general, but you grow up and you want to make money so that your mother don't have to work or your father don't have to work. I don't know that second one, but the first one, everyone wants to like buy their mom a house, buy their mom a car, just live better than, you know, just better. Everybody wants to have like a good life. And sometimes we make like compromises like on that path to getting to what we want or what we think we want. And we lose sight of what we're supposed to be doing. For the longest, I avoided teaching. I've never wanted to be a teacher because I never wanted to be trapped in a classroom with 20 kids for eight hours a day. Like that would drive me insane. But I always loved the concept of, you know, passing knowledge, teaching kids and working with kids because, you know, children are the future. But I've talked about that already. I want to get into people who inspired me real quick. I got a list of like public figures. I'm a shout out. It's nobody. Eh, they're everybody to me. So I care not uh, about opinions. Jay-Z is number one on that list. Growing up, I was a, I am a big Jay-Z fan. I have every single album on CD when it first came out. Um, and I still have all my CD cases and all my CD covers. Sue me. The reason for that is, um, he, he was always business minded. And what I got from him was the importance of seizing opportunities, whether that was the music, whether that was the label, whether that was clothing, um, or whatever businesses he wanted to start. I used to read all the articles that I could from every magazine, Vibe, XXL, um, shit, Jet, um, anything that mentioned Jay-Z and business or Jay-Z and what he was doing, because it was an example to me of like coming from nothing to make something happen for yourself. Number two on that list was Malcolm X. I talk a lot about, I used to talk a lot about Malcolm X because he died on my birthday, not my actual birthday, but he died on February 21st. I saw the movie, uh, X. In middle school, uh, the story of Malcolm X, the one with, uh, with Denzel playing Malcolm X. Denzel, one of my favorite actors. And this is one of my favorite movies. That movie led me to reading every single autobiography that's ever written about Malcolm X. And I own two or three of them, I believe. My favorite one being the one by Alex Haley. But Malcolm X's story was very powerful. And the biggest takeaway that I got from him was, uh, rebellion with a purpose. Uh, and I kind of like shrunk some like a like all these people down to one thing that I just took from them. So I used to always like just I used to just like always butt heads with people, um, authority, especially men specifically, but everybody really. And my issue with that was that I didn't really I don't know. I don't think that I felt like I fit in in a way that I really wanted to or that people were trying to make me, which just causes like clash. And I was just kind of rebel, like, you know, a rebel without a cause. And I remember one of the uh, one of like my first like Facebook statuses when me and Randy started dating back in high school was like, I'm a rebel with a cause. Like I got a cause. Like this is something that I can like just fight with everybody about because I like this and shit. Ten years later, I got a kid and shit and we married and I believe she's still happy. <laughs> um, Malcolm showed examples of how to fight with a purpose. Um, his purpose was 
what his purpose was. It was mixed in with his beliefs and his religion and his, his, his thoughts and what he cared about. And I took that and tried to figure out how I could apply that to my life in a more positive way. Um, and not just button heads with people for the sake of button heads, but for actually, you know, working towards something to achieve something. Number three on that list for me is Muhammad Ali. Um, huge boxer fan. I used to love it growing up. And what I got from Ali was being brave, taking risks and character. Three things that I try to still work on, you know, to this day, three things that are like very important to my way of life. He literally, literally risked his career and his title and lost it and lost it all, lost all his support, his fans, everything, taking that risk. And because he just didn't want to fight in a war that he didn't believe in, um, that a lot of people didn't believe in back in the day. And honestly, it was just really a great excuse for some people who wanted to take him down a notch because they didn't like what he represented, you know. But what he did showed character, which is something that I got from him. But it wasn't really something that I started to, like, put into effect until later in life. Like, I, I, I didn't have the best character in all aspects of my life. Like, I was a good person, but I made bad decisions. And I did not exhibit, you know, the greatest character growing up. But it's a thing that I was always very mindful of. Uh, number four on that list for me is Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett's basketball player. Um, he's played for the Timberwolves. He was then drafted to the Celtics. Kevin Garnett is my favorite basketball player of all time, and I don't care. Kevin Garnett taught me passion. I had never seen a basketball player so extra, like so aggressive than when I used to watch Kevin Garnett play basketball. And this is when I really started like playing the sport and really getting into it and loving it the way that I did. Um, I am a Celtics fan, in case anybody cares. But the Nets is the home team, so now I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan too. Um, and it just so happens that every year we luck up and all the players from the Celtics get traded to the Nets. And so I can just keep cheering for the same people. Yeah, no, um, passion, the importance of being passionate, passionate and feeling passion for what it is that you do, whether that's basketball, whether that's writing, whether that's your kids, your family, whatever it is that you love, having a passion for it. Bob Marley was next on that list. Uh, I love Bob for all the reasons anybody loves Bob. The music was number one. Uh, and one of the things, the biggest takeaways that I got from Bob Marley was spirituality and being grounded, which is like two totally different things. But that's like, that's where he took me. Listening to Bob Marley's music was like listening to gospel music to me because it essentially is. My uncle used to play all the B-side Bob Marley songs. Like, so not like the, you know, the three little birds and everything else that everybody like knows that played on the radio, but like just really old Bob Marley songs. I used to love just like dissecting his lyrics. And like as a kid, I was really into uh, Rat Race. Listen to it when you get a chance. But it basically just talks about how sad we are that we are all just kind of working for nothing. Um, that's a simple way of like putting it, but it, you know, it's deeper than that. But his music really taught me about the importance of like being in tune with yourself, being aware of your spirit and how things affected you and really staying grounded in what's important to you. He was just a great man. He's a great man. And then last on that list of public figures is DMX. I know this is not a a normal choice on a list of people <laughs> who inspired you, but um, I have every single DMX album. And it's not just because the nigga barks on everything or because he's unusually aggressive, but DMX taught me the importance of faith. Despite your missteps and failures, just the importance of faith. If you ever listen to a DMX album all the way through, what you're going to get is somebody yelling at you, somebody cussing you out, somebody threatening you with death, somebody threatening you with worse than death. You get a couple of bitches, you get some gunshots, you're going to hear some dogs barking, somebody might die. And then at the end of, the, of every album, you're going to get a prayer. 
And DMX ends these albums with a prayer because he is that into his faith. He ended every show with a prayer. I think he started every show with a prayer. He 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 would go like it, I th- I thought it was like just really strange how somebody would just be <laughs> overly aggressive and angry and 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 talk about his demons the way that he does. And then follow that up with, you know, Father, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you for continuing to show me love and giving me all that you've given me. Uh, I feel so extremely blessed. Good night. This is after I just murdered like somebody like, you know, just I, I thought that that was important. And what I took from it was the importance of having faith in God and faith in yourself, despite your missteps and your failures, continuing to push through or push past because you're going to stumble and you're going to fail and you're going to have some missteps. but that can't be what defines you. And I believe with DMX specifically, what defines him is his faith. Even recently, I believe he was in, he just, he was just sent to rehab or he put himself in rehab because he felt like he was slipping back into his old ways. And like, that was powerful to me, but no, yeah, I love DMX. I listen to albums. I got cycled through them at least once every couple of months, just because I need that. And yeah, I go from, you know, what these bitches want to, you know, buy your heads. <laughs> But those are some some public figures who inspired me. And I have a list of some some family members who inspired me as well and, and some reasons why. So number one on my list was Marilyn. And Marilyn Chapman is my mother. And the number one thing that I got from my mother above all else was hard work. She did not want me to be lazy. She didn't want any of her kids to be lazy. And to be honest, we really couldn't justify it because we kept seeing how hard she worked. It's it, It's hard to like to bullshit when you see somebody you know going 100 like doing the absolute most she did the most for her kids all of us all the time and never stopped and is still doing the absolute most even as i'm talking right now living in her basement like my mother worked hard and i am still working to make enough so that she ain't got to work no more but that's a story for another time number two on my list was my big sister deslin my big sister, I've talked about a couple of times and I've referred to her as my benchmark. And I don't know if she'll hear this because I think she stopped listening because me and Randy talk about sex too much. But Deslin, the biggest thing I got from her was goal setting. My sister would set goals and she would achieve them, achieve them. Um, she was a Capricorn. She's just stubborn as hell. It just is what it is. My sister like embodies all that is Mariah Carey, just extra stubborn and great. Like all three of those things all at once. And she refuses to see anything else or she at least moves like she don't know nothing else. My sister got about a million degrees that I know of. <laughs> um, and she is extremely successful in my eyes because she's worked really hard to get where she wanted to be. She sets goals and she goes for them and she achieves them. Like she, she, I don't think my sister's one track minded at all, but I do think that she is really good at being successful in what she tries to do. And I don't tell her this as often as I, I would like to because I don't like talk to everybody, like all my siblings as much as I want to because I'm still struggling to talk, which, you know, again, is the whole point of these episodes. But I'm really proud to just be her brother. Like, that's my benchmark. And in five years, I'm going to be where she is, which is, you know, straight. If you were issues, like that's the goal. Number three on my list is Monty Grace. I love Monty Grace. I make jokes very often about my aunt because she refuses to stay in this country. Um, my aunt is always on vacation. Uh, she is like my mother, extremely hardworking nurse who just, just deserves everything great. But my aunt, the number one thing I got from my aunt was, uh, was the importance of self care. Uh, and when I think about how important it is for her to like go on these vacations, I think about how 
she has never hesitated to like take care of herself in that way like there's a place she wanted to go so she'd go she'd make the plans and she'd just do it like there was very little talking i think i get like three facebook notifications a year about grace going on a trip to somewhere because she's gonna go and it really makes me think like when was the last time you just like really took care of yourself like everybody has these goals right and these things that they want to do but there's always some damn excuse for like why you can't i know two nurses nurses they are not brain surgeons they are not billionaires but for some some way they were able to like make their dreams of what's important to them come true just because they work hard enough to do it like there's always a way to get what you want when you want it it really just comes down to like how important it is to you i believe at this point in life my aunt could have had like a mansion and like mad land somewhere like all of these things because that's how hard she worked but that's not what's important to her what fills her from what i can tell is her experiences and she don't give a fuck she'll just go and i have always wanted to there was a we went on a cruise with my aunt in like 06 and ever since that cruise it's just been it's been something in me to be like you know what every year i want to go somewhere um doesn't have to be a cruise but out of the state go see something different go explore some other city try somebody else's food and then when i make enough money go to the places that my aunt goes like mars and shit like i just want to i want to like work my way up to that level of travel and that's because that's important to me and i feel like that's something that would like fill me because i genuinely enjoy being in other places especially with people that i love trying something new seeing new things eating new food and getting drunk on like a foreign beach i think that that's like great so self-care one of those important things from grace uh quintez the, the only man on this list what he taught me was or the biggest takeaway that i took away from him was the importance of family he is a father of three and they're all girls <laughs> they're all girls. i don't know I, there may be a fourth i genuinely don't remember because i think i blocked it out when he blo- i don't know like he he he's one of the first men that i met that like married a dark-skinned black woman and was really happy and was faithful and was into her and took care of his kids and had no issues like for all intents and purposes he's he's basically a square but like a cool one like you only saw this shit on tv right like a dude who would like go pick his kids up from daycare talk about his kids very often drop his wife in conversation all the time just so people remember and are aware of the fact that he's married and also because he's proud of it wore his ring got pictures everywhere like I thought that was cool. And um, we're still friends to this dad. I always enjoy when he reaches out because it's just nice to know that he's still kicking. I have I don't know how long they've been married. I'm pretty sure it's over a decade. I genuinely don't remember. But um, yeah, he is proof that I can like stay married for a long period of time, too. You know, just one of the another one of those like just goals, just something. How to put this? He gives me something to look forward to while I'm enjoying everything that I have because I don't know, 10 years from now, me and Randy could still be happy. She could still be into me. I could still have my black wife and my black little girls and like just good out here or like working through life with my family, which is really just what I want to do. And last on that list of people who inspired me from family is Randy. Again, this, this all came to my mind because she said that and she meant it and it pushed her towards action. But to be honest, Randy has been my inspiration from like day one. I believe meeting Randy changed my life. I believe that Randy is my soulmate. I believe that we were meant to be for many reasons. But Randy has left an impact on me that 
I've always struggled to really like quantify or define. But the biggest takeaway that I got from her was introspection. I love that girl. I do. Y'all, y'all know her. Y'all listen to her. Y'all talk to her. She is a thinker. She has a beautiful mind and she reminds me of the dude from Beautiful Mind, just always going. And I remember when we were younger, how that used to annoy me sometimes um, because she couldn't turn her brain off and she'd get stressed and she'd get really wrapped up in some things sometimes. And that's like the con of it because she wouldn't be able to see past her own like negative thoughts sometimes or her own. What am I trying to say? Sometimes she just couldn't get past certain like walls that she put up herself because she's that like her her mind was really strong. But then on the flip side, the pro was she was really deep and not deep like how, you know, girls who write poetry in middle school and high school are deep. But like she really like thought a lot about herself from all different angles and would would ask other people about those same things. And like like I, I thought. Nah, I, I think it's safe to say. Like, I, I was already introspective to a certain degree. Like, I, I thought about, you know, the effect that I had on others, my, the choices and decisions that I was making with my life. Because honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm not a sociopath and I'm not like crazy or selfish or anything. Like, I take into account the effect that I have on other people, but I never was introspective to the degree that Randy is. Introspection, introspection. It's, it's an interesting word. And we talk about it a lot in a lot of different contexts on the, the podcast, but, this was one of the the number one things to again the 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 main point of this is taking a leap before I could get to the point of like really taking a leap, I had to be introspective and I'm gonna just define introspection real quick for anybody who doesn't know what it means, but introspection is defined as the examination of one's own conscious thoughts and feelings in psychology. The process of introspection relies exclusively on observation of one's mental state. While in spiritual context, it may refer to the examination of one's soul. Randy is introspective all day, every fucking day, which is a lot. It's a lot. Constantly thinking about the effects that you have, what you're doing, what you're going through, what you're feeling all day is exhausting. And you still got to like live life. But I've adopted that. I've adopted that. I think of the, the impacts of every single decision that I make all the time as I'm making them because I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to hurt my family. I don't want to hurt my wife. I don't want to hurt my child. I want to be good in every sense of the word and the best version of me daily. And honestly, the only way to do that is to be introspective. You have to think about that shit all the time or else you'll slip into like bad habits or you will fuck up in a way that you never thought you could. And I think this is what like leads to people splitting up and people divorcing and fighting and laying their hands on each other and like all the like the negative things that you think of that go on in relationships like somebody was not being intentional about who they were supposed to be that day or what they were supposed to be doing somebody didn't take into account the feelings of somebody else and how it was affecting them somebody wasn't being introspective and thinking about how something was affecting them and they lashed out and this is what we got so one of the most important things was from one of the most important people no the most important person in my life and that was like introspection so I was working a job that I loved with kids that I loved because, again, my goal is to leave an impact and help people. But I started thinking, like, I'm not helping anyone in the way that I want to. Like, this is a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. And my presence was helping on a surface level. It, it looked great. It was really good for, like, people to see. 
like a black man being helpful and being around them and being like a father figure, but it wasn't fixing like their issues when they went home. And I realized I wanted to have like a bigger impact on people than what I was having, uh, kids specifically. And all that introspection all the time is a, it led to a, a realization. And I think that in practice or and my theory is that if you continue to be introspective, you are going to eventually come to some realization. And the big one that I came to is I am going to die. Now, I used to be really like morbid when I was younger. At least that's what my my uh, my adopted father would, would, would say. Like I thought about death a lot. I was like a kid who like lived YOLO, but like in the most negative way, like eh, like nothing that I do has consequences. And one day he just sat me down and was like, look, life is long. And yeah, you could get hit by a bus today, but you might not. And you don't want to be 80 and look back on like some of the shit you did and regret it. Like you're not, you're not living your life with like purpose. And I came to this realization when I was at work at my last job that like, no one knows that I'm here. Like, I actually don't even need to be in this building and I could just like stay home and collect the check. I don't feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but I got bills and I have responsibilities and there are things that I have to take care of. So I can't just like quit, even though I don't want to do this anymore. I still want to keep in touch with these kids. I still want to help, but I don't I don't want to do this anymore. I can't be here anymore. And I think when I came to that realization, I was just praying and having faith that something would line up to 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 change my circumstances i don't know i believe that when you start telling god your intention and you're really honest about it and you're willing to do the work necessary to reach the goal that you have for yourself shit starts to like line up and so my close friend and drew drew's godfather told me about this program and i had to really think about what i was gonna do whether or not i was gonna take this leap and i'm gonna tell you all the four conditions that led to my leap Number one was desperation. <laughs> Shit got hard. When your back is really against the wall, not like, like, like really, really, then you have to make some decisions. Your fight or flight kicks in. I could not have stayed at my last job. And it wasn't even because of the kids. It was because of the organization that I was working with and how terrible they were. They were just, just bad. I, I won't get into like that's about it. If y'all got questions about that, I, w- I would actually like to bash them one day, but like it was, they were just so bad and they handled things so poorly. As far as like structure goes, they, they promoted people who should not be promoted. They had people lead teams who had never done the job who don't understand the work that we do, they were not intentional about what they were doing and what they had going on. And it was just rough. So desperation was the first was the first thing. Uh, Randy and I talk a lot about the three pillars of marriage. Uh, or what we, we refer to as like the three pillars, and that's sex, money, and communication. And those are the three things that are like really important in a relationship. I knew things was bad when like sex was just not happening because money just wasn't there and the communication was so poor like all three of our pillars were disintegrating and it was because life was hard there was nothing that we could do about it except just keep taking it or stop taking it and take a risk second condition that caused me to take a leap was that i had support my family supported her family supported her family is my family so our family supported when i when we when we decided to to try this whole program move into my mom's house it was a it was a very rough time there were a lot of hard conversations that we had to have and i wasn't feeling very confident about any of them but 
we were at a point where it was like, there's nothing that we could do. Um, when we spoke about that, we, you know, we pursued, we, 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 we tried to like speak to like her grandfather and then her mom and then my mom, like to just try to see where we could like fit in so that we could like really get on track because we didn't like the direction that we were heading in. And I don't know what we would have done without that support. I think that. It was crucial in making me think that this leap of faith that I was taking was the right one. Third condition was belief and faith. I had to actually, I prayed every day. I prayed every single day during our move, during the construction of this basement, after I, like applying for this position, after quitting my job or when I was you know, thinking about leaving my job. Like I was like, I, I need, like, I was just telling God, like, hey, can you make this a smooth transition? <laughs> I'm going to work here. I'm going to save these next couple of checks, but my intention is to do this program. My intention is to become a developer. My intention is to seek that money that's out there. So I can like get my family back on track. I want to learn these skills and I want to take these skills back to kids who I know would benefit from it, who have a really good mind for it, who could also use the money that'll come with it later in life. Cause there's money in websites and apps and software engineering i know that these kids don't have access to it so god like can you this is my plan this is what i want can you help me get there if you can i swear i will do what i need to do to to finish strong i'm gonna do it and he was like all right nigga we'll see and so that leads me to my last thing my fourth condition that led me to taking my leap was intuition at no point did i have a feeling that leading up to the start of this that it wasn't going to work Sometimes we get that feeling that like something is meant for us to do. And it had been a while since I felt something like this in my spirit that was telling me, hey, this this is the one for you. This is the thing that you're supposed to be doing because you're you're right. You're wasting your time. You want to have a bigger impact. You want to be able to do more. All right. That is how you're going to do it. That's a really good plan. Follow through with it. And if you follow through with it, I think you'd be happy with the results. Um, this is how I just how I like talk to myself. I think that if I didn't have that that first initial feeling like, you know, this is going to work out for me and like feeling some type of confidence in myself that I would have never gone through with it. And I would still be at that job today. Bullshit. Until I got fired. I think that's exactly where I would be. And I wouldn't be living in my purpose. I would be wasting time. And I don't like that thought. Again, this started because Randy told me that I inspired her. And I started looking at the people that inspired me and thinking about who has always inspired me and why it's important. And I think that it's important because I don't think there should ever be a moment where you're not inspired to go do something that's important to you or go be the best version of yourself. We we do this podcast because we want to be good to each other. I do these indies because I'm trying to also just be better to myself, be more positive towards myself, reach out to more people, engage with people, get out of my head. I know that there are people who are listening right now or who should be listening right now who are not living in like their purpose. I'm not just saying that because like now I'm living in mine, but I enjoy seeing people doing the thing that they love and really going for it. Um, I recently put up a post on Instagram uh, my cousins have been rapping since we were teenagers. I love my younger cousins uh, to death. They have a very interesting story. And one day I would love for them to like tell it. I would I would love for y'all to read the book of Hugh and Haslin. They are actively pushing their music in a way that they haven't before. You know how like everybody, like when they first start off, like they're a little not saying that this is my cousin, but when musicians start off sometimes like 
they believe they had a talent, but they don't continue to like push and work towards their goal. Like if their goal is to blow up or their goal is to make money, if their goal is to like start a label, they don't always continue working towards it. Sometimes they release a little music. They don't get the buzz that they want. So they just stop. Cause I guess, I don't know, you know, sometimes people expect that success overnight, but that doesn't happen. My cousins are really like out here pushing and they gotten so much better also with time. And like, it really does my heart like good to see them performing. Um, A3C or AC3 is a, I don't know. I don't know the letters. Um, there's a concert that happens in Atlanta every year. There's a, there's another rapper from Atlanta from New York. Well, I went to high school with him, Dominique, money making neat. He's a rapper who I love, love his content, who performed here, I think last year or the year before it was performing there again. And I always thought that it was a really big deal when like Atlanta artists make it to this like concert, because that means that they're about to get a different type of exposure and it's going to take them somewhere else. And my cousins performed there this year and it was just really great to like watch them do that and all i'm doing is praying for them to like achieve their goals and reach whatever it is that they're trying to reach for because they clearly have decided you know like like fuck it i'm just gonna do it my big brother same thing he took the attitude of you know fuck it i'm just gonna do it my wife did the same thing she just said fuck it i'm just gonna do it because these jobs genuinely don't care about us the way we care about paying our bills. They will always find another body. They are not so invested in us that they will like crumble and die if they don't have us. And I think that we have to adopt that same attitude. Like as people, like I'm not going to crumble and die if I don't do this right now. But if I continue down this path, working this job that I don't want to work, I'm going to continue dying inside who I am is going to start disappearing. I'm not going to like myself after a while. And I felt like that's exactly the space that I was going to be in had I stayed there. So if, if I could just wrap this one part up with like one thing, I, w- I would like to encourage somebody to like take a leap, like really be introspective and look at what's important to you and look at think about what it is that you're passionate about and really examine it and ask yourself if this is what you're supposed to be doing right now. How can you make your dream work for you? How can you find a way to finally get to your dream? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I wasn't going to actually be able to help people the way that I want to stay in a nonprofit the way that I was doing. The The trajectory in my career was very linear. Like I knew exactly what was going to happen. It was going to be, you know, uh, I'd be a program manager, maybe a program director, uh, executive director. And that's just kind of where it like would stop. And maybe I could become a consultant and something else one day. But in doing so, I think it would have like chipped away with, at me at time. And I had been doing it for so long. I was just tired. But this is different. Like I'm really passionate about the work that I do now. Like I enjoy it. I think it's so interesting. I'm learning every day. I think when you come at something like that and you're really happy with what it is that you do, then I don't know. Like, I feel like this was meant for me, this work that I'm doing now. And I really like it. And I hear my wife talk about how like, she's really happy at the job that she's at right now because she really likes the work that she's doing. It's just kind of like, she feels renewed in her purpose and she's she's trying something from a different angle. And like, that just made me really proud. And so I would like to see somebody else do something similar. Like, Try it from another angle. If you are unhappy, if you are one of those people who put up memes on Mondays about how Mondays suck and how you can't wait for Friday, like really think about why. My week isn't a traditional one anymore. So like Mondays ain't a Monday and Friday ain't a Friday. Like, so I don't even like think about like the weekend that way anymore because my weekend start on Wednesday. <laughs> like it's just it's it's just different. Are you living for the weekend? Or working through the week so that you can just finally enjoy some time for yourself one day a week? Or are you like doing what you need to do so that you can enjoy every day of your week? Because I want to enjoy every day of my week. And this week and last week was just really different because I enjoyed every day. And that's with work. That was with, you know, sick baby. That's with like tired wife. Like I just enjoyed it because I feel like I'm living in my purpose. Are you living in yours? I don't know. Introspection. Google it. Let me know what you think. 
Q&A. So, got some questions. These questions, um, yeah, I just wanted to make them light. So, yeah, I got these off Instagram. First question is from Nappy by Nature, um, who I am starting to like more and more because she always has like really good questions and responds to stuff and likes pictures of my family and my baby. And I don't know. It's really nice when she like participates in things. But her question was one month update on how the job is going question mark it was really a sentence with a question mark but that's fine it still counts i really love this job i have been working as an instruction assistant for an online course in web development and it has been so nice to finally get a break from how hectic things were when i was in the program so now I'm actually teaching for the program that I was in, which has given me time to like really understand the concepts that I've been working on while also helping others. And, you know, I get paid to like do it. So it's just been it's been really good. I have a really great team full of like knowledgeable people. I've still been networking, but I'm just learning more stuff. And over this break, I've actually planned to like roll out some new things. I'm going to start. I've already started working out like my pricing and working on my business. So I will actually be like building sites soon. And I'm really excited about that. But again, like I really love I love that. I have been exposed to this like world and the things that I'm able to do with a computer. Now I was never able to do last year or, you know, any time before now, except for, you know, my, MySpace. my, MySpace was lit. Um, but no, I really actually really love the, the work that I'm doing now. And I'm really looking forward to wherever this takes me. I don't know. I might build the terminators. I don't know. You know, you never know, but I liked what I'm doing so far. Question number two. This is from Instagram. Also, this is from Simply Sharice. Hope I pronounced your name right. What can dad, I'm sorry, what can dads do for self-care or just overall opinion about self-care for dads? She had a two part, but I'm answered that one. Overall opinion about self-care for dads, just like with mothers. I think that it's really important that moms have time away from their family because y'all gotta like you gotta like miss your husbands and your kids sometimes um sometimes you just need like space uh dads need that too i personally love the gun range like that's just that's just my thing and i need to get back in there again but even if you are not like a fan of guns or a nut or um or enjoy them in the way that i do i think that everybody could benefit from like 30 minutes to an hour on a gun range if you can Sheree sent you asked and like anybody out there who's interested, give you do a gift card, a Groupon or something to go to a gun range. A uh, quick shot here in Atlanta is one of the ones that I go to. They got a real good filter system. Like the air is in there is great. So you're not constantly choking on gun smoke. Price is not bad. They got date nights on Thursdays, lady nights on Wednesdays. I may have mixed that up. I suggest that you try it. This is not an ad, but like, that's just one of the things that I, I do. I have two cigars that's waiting on me and I honestly really want to just like sit and smoke them. And I think that that may be happening in November. Now that I finally got this break, one was to celebrate the birth of my daughter, who I love and I'm really excited about that. And another one was to just celebrate getting a job and i did that so i got some cigars to smoke second part of her question was biggest piece of advice for a husband slash dad that is stretched too thin there's a lot that we want to accomplish and a lot that we want to do for our family for our wives for our children um speaking as a father and a husband and sometimes you get really wrapped up in that but none of none of nothing is worth you losing your sanity over like you need to be your best version of yourself for your kids for your spouse and so the biggest piece of advice that 
I would give is one of the biggest ones that I got um, before I got engaged even was to honor Randy. Really take a look at your commitment as a husband and as a father and honor that. And that can sometimes mean like you need to stop real quick and just take care of yourself. Um, if you are not okay, your family is not going to be okay. They're not going to be okay with you gone. Just like they're not going to be okay with you there drained and, and empty, unable to like fill them in a way that only a father can. So if you're feeling like you're stretched too thin, you need to give yourself a break. Um, I told somebody to do this recently. She was working and I'm like, you got any PTO? Like, like, what is your, what's your, what's your deal? Like take two days, take a, a Friday off and a Monday off for like self-care, like two days that you just one one is the day where you never want to go into work anyway. And another day is the date you never want to return. And you gotta have a reason. You don't need to have nothing like to do, but when was the last time you just stayed home and were like lazy? Like if you can afford it, take a day. It's not going to kill you. To be honest, not taking a day might. You need some time for like yourself because it's healthy. Another question from Instagram. This one is from Kirsten. I'm sorry, Kirsten. I can't pronounce whatever your IG name is. So I'm sorry. I just put your name. But her question was, would you travel to the moon if given the opportunity? My first answer was hell yeah, because I need to get away from the insane people here. But then I thought about it, like, would those insane people be coming with me? Uh, Because if so, then I don't want to go. I would like to go to the moon since nobody's been there before. I think that that would be really, really interesting. I am one of those people who do not believe that a man has ever landed on the moon. Me and Randy have had this conversation before. You know, I would like to see the earth from like, I want to see an earth rise or earth set from the moon. I think that'd be cool. This question is from this is from Instagram. This is from Lost Lana, artist in Atlanta. He is also a good friend of mine. Love him to death. Uh, his question was, should ass be eaten from the back or the front? Uh, my answer to that was yes. <laughs> I have nothing for this one. I don't even know why I picked this question. If you are family, fast forward 30 seconds. All right. So if I'm going to be honest about this, obviously. Okay. Still, if you haven't fast forwarded yet, you have time. Fast forward 30 seconds. You got to do what work for you, man. Uh, Somebody, sometimes people booty ain't clean. You don't want your nose back there. So, you, you know, it might be better. Whatever works for you. I don't, I don't know if, if your girl is, is ultimately comfortable with her legs just being wide up in the air while she like sitting up on her neck. So maybe from the front ain't the best. Talk to your, your, your spouse and see what works for them. Last question. This is from Yasmin. The Yasmin, sorry. She had two questions. First one was, if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be and why? I had to think about this one. Number one, I should have probably wrote this down. Number one, I'm going to go ahead and go with Jay-Z. I would just love to pick his brain. I feel like that would be a great conversation. I feel like I would learn a lot. I think that that would would be... That would be a that would just be a good conversation. That'd be good food, and we could probably be friends afterwards, which would also be like you know just a plus. Number two on that list would be Nelson Mandela. Again, for the stories, listening to Nelson Mandela talk is the most interesting shit. I would <laughs> I think that over dinner and like some drinks, I'd hear like some different shit. Like I think that would be really really fun. And uh, number three, I would have to say the the, the queen of R and B, Keisha Cole. Oh <laughs> I love Keisha Cole. Randy would be hated, but I love Keisha Cole, but not nah, ain't the queen. Third? I don't know, man. It would have to be like one of my favorite old singers, like Anita or something. I don't know. It, it would be a musician. Maybe Nina or Billy. Somebody who, when they sing, like, I just get like, like super emotional. Like Jasmine Sullivan or something. I don't know. Like one of those like really great voices. Also, again, just for the stories, like I would love to like hear from their mouths, like what they have been through, like how you're able to like sing the way that you do. Like, where are you drawing that from? Tell me your story. 
because honestly, we don't hear a lot of like black women stories in general or women's stories in general. And I would love to hear behind the scenes stuff. I like those like documentaries that like get into the depth of that person that you just really weren't thinking about at first. Like I like to see it behind the music on like Tito Jackson. Like that would be interesting to me like how mad were you at your brothers for being successful anyway that would be the three people that i would have dinner with that are alive and last question was also from yasmin it was coke or pepsi this isn't a question my family up north would not approve because apparently i'm supposed to say pepsi but pepsi is ass i grew up in atlanta and coke is the shit and that's all i have to say about that from one of my favorite people when it seems like the pressure gets to be too much I take time out and pray and ask that you be my crutch Lord I am not perfect by a long shot I confess to you daily but I work harder every day and I hope that you hear me in my heart I mean well but if you'll help me to grow then what I have in my heart will begin to show and when I get going I'm not looking back for nothing because I will know where I'm headed and I'm so tired of suffering I want the people who I love or the people who I communicate with to live the life that they want and not just do what they have to do to get by. It makes me sad. That shit sickens me because it hurts. And honestly, we can't afford to continue the shit anymore. I don't even know if the world going to exist in 50 years. The way uh these little global warming projections that I keep looking at uh show me, I'm already concerned about like the state of the world for my baby. And I really want to enjoy the life that I'm living. And I want you, whoever you are listening to this, to enjoy yours too. Do something for yourself today. Take care of yourself. Think about your life. Be introspective. Think about what matters to you. Take a leap. Try something. Do something different. Even if it's just something small for a moment. Be good to yourself today. That's all I got. All right. We'll close this out. Play, uh, so please submit any questions or feedback. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Uh, we're going on break. This just got a couple of updates. So uh, we're going on break for November. There will not be any new episodes for the public, but we will be very active still on Patreon. Mixtapes will resume in November. Daddy Journals 2. So be on the lookout for those. And I am going to be looking for people to interview on my future indies. I'd like to talk to some people, some fathers, some some characters. If you would be interested in doing an episode or sitting down and like talking with me. Uh, and this is not only uh, closed off to like men, women also. Uh, I would love to like start doing some interviews, getting, you know, my uh, my Oprah on and trying some new shit. So email us at blackmillmare at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 770-750-4098. That could be featured on a new episode or just to reach out to us. And uh, let me know what y'all think about this content. What y'all think about this episode? Be sure to follow um, follow us on social media. On Instagram, I am Mikey underscore XXI. That's M-I-K-E-Y underscore XXI. And you can follow Randy at R-A-N-D-I-I-I-E-E-E. On Twitter, we are at underscore the chapmans be sure to check out our website www.blackmillennialmarriage.com i will be making some updates to it over our break too um flexing my design muscles and trying some new shit uh so let me know what y'all think about any updates that y'all see if you do not want to have a month without 
hearing new shit from us join us on patreon that's www.patreon.com slash black millennial marriage we will still be uploading episodes to that that includes our minis about drew post about what's going on over the holidays that's where we're gonna be sharing all our thanksgiving shit before instagram and everywhere else gets it a couple days later and yeah love you all thank you for listening as always be blessed don't settle and fight clean peace i'm about to let the fuels i just need me a cup i'm gonna pour me the juice <laughs> I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice. Uh, I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice. Hello. Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. I'm Ned Fulmer. And I'm Ariel. We're from the Try Guys, and we have a new podcast called Baby Steps. It's an irreverent parenting podcast because parenting is not perfect. We just had a newborn, baby Finn. I got pooped on. Ariel has pink eye. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. (laughs) We talk to some experts. We even bring you 4 a.m. thoughts from our garden. Oh my gosh, it's literally 4 a.m. Just to (laughs) go back here, I thought I got poop in my eye. Yeah. And that causes pink eye. Parenting is a mess. We're a mess. You're a mess. Join us every Sunday. Listen to Baby Steps on ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST recommends. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.